Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the EBA Players Podcast. I'm your host, Mark. And with me today, my co-host, as always, Brandon. Hello, Brandon. Hey, how we doing, Mark? We're two two weeks into the um the quarantine now. How are you how are you coping? I mean, like, it's kind of becoming the norm now. Like, I'm kind of getting used to being at home a lot and then um not really seeing people physically. But this podcast and you know Zoom, Skype is really helping me connect with people around me. How about you, Brandon? Oh, good man. Look, it's going it's going it's going as good as it can be. Do you have a I don't have a hoop at my place. Do you have a hoop? I sneakily go outside to shoot hoops. Where do you go? At Panil. Wait, hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I think we got to talk about this. You going to Pan? Wait, are you going to the wreck? Are you going like Pan? Are you going to the Y? We cannot provide any further information in oh, case this God. becomes a um, evidence for um, future charges. Because you know what I'm looking forward to is when everyone comes back for the first weekend when we can play basketball again and we're going to see who's kept in shape and who hasn't. I'm expecting for some people to be fat. I'm expecting for some people to be ripped. I want to see, and, I, and you're saying that you're out there training. Yeah. You know, when we come back, I'll definitely be the best player out there, even though I am already, but I'll just be <laughs> further apart from the general public oh, of the league God. players. Oh, <laughs> man. And, and also, a quick plug um, I've been following Proovy on Facebook when he does his um, live um, Facebook trainings. Proovy? Yeah. Shout out to Nanosa Fitness. Are they tough? I mean, Proovy is a fit man. And then, you know, if you ever see me, I'm quite lean. So it's quite tough for me to catch up with Proovy. And then, um, but yeah. just seeing his perfect body on screen really motivates me to work harder each time. Yeah, Poovy, Poovy's hot. Poovy's hot, man. He's a good. He's he's built well. He's a good looking dude, and he's he's fit as fuck. That's so. why I got Poovy to join the Paladins because you know I'm trying to build the most handsome team. And then our guest today is also one of the most handsome players in the EBA. <laughs> All right, before we before we run <laughs> before we start on that. Um, so before we get to uh, uh, our guest today, it's a big reminder of everyone who's not following us yet on uh, on Instagram. It's at EBA underscore AKL, and on Facebook, it's as the Eastern Basketball Association. And that's when you want to you want to be there because that's where we get a lot of our questions from. That's where we get a lot of our guests from as well as people saying, "Hold, hold on a second, I want to do, I want to be involved, I want to be on the podcast." Let me introduce him. He was the 2017 EBA Defensive Player of the Year, 2018 EBA Champion, a, a social media influencer from the best team in the EBA right now, the Paladins, Kohum Daddy, Anosh Wadia. Hello, Noshi. <laughs> Call me Daddy. I love it. <laughs> all facts, all facts uh, only. Yeah, man, those straight facts right there. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate that. Hi, Brandon. How are you? Yeah, good, man. Stoked to have you on the show, dude. Thanks, bro. Stoked to be here. Stoked to be here. Speaking of being a social media superstar, I think most people will know you from the KFC incident. Like, I remember a few years ago, I, I seen a picture of you in a handcuff at the KFC. Don't tell us what happened there. Um, first of all, I was chained to I wasn't handcuffed. I'm not into that handcuff stuff, so. Damn. <laughs> I do like myself on handcuffs, man. Only into chains, man. I'm only into chains. No. <laughs> only. <laughs> You're only into chains. <laughs> so what happened? Nah, so basically what happened with that was um, 
let's rewind back to 2016. I was on my placement for my health science degree and it was a boring day. I wasn't really doing anything. And I saw this page on, page on Facebook about um, bringing back hot and spicy chicken permanently. And me being my joking self, I thought it'd be funny to kind of go on it and post a funny, funny comment to rattle people up. And I said, if I get um, 100 likes, I'll chain myself to KFC until they bring it back. And then I went off, I did some work, come back to my phone. And my phone has completely, completely like overheated. It's, it's, it's off. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? So I switched my phone back up, go on my Facebook, and there's about like 89 or 90 notifications. And I'm like, shit, what's <laughs> happening? Go on my phone that someone has shared it. I can't remember who shared it, but someone has shared it on a page or something like that. And a lot of people that caught hold of it and were commenting on it, liking it and stuff. Um, I would say about like 600 to 700 people had, had caught hold of it. And um, I was like, fuck, I have to pull through with this. What do I do? And I think it got to the point where it got like 1,000 or 2,000 likes. And someone from KFC had messaged me on Ooh. my Instagram. The inside of so, Yeah, man, man. Straight from the inside. And what they were saying was, um, okay, man, if you can get 10,000 likes, we'll bring it back for a temporary amount of time. Um, so that's when I went on my like little campaign of posting it everywhere and managed to get 30,000 likes, which was like really cool. Um, so that was like, that was like my social media, you know, moment of fame, like got changed. They took photos, they posted on KFC page, got heaps of followers from it. That's, it's, it's upwards from there. Hasn't stopped. Dude, that's, um, so, so (laughs) the Colonel got you to do his dirty work for him. Yeah, man, I give them free advertising. What what did I get in return? Hot and spicy chicken, which is which is all good. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> so did you actually get any free chicken? Yeah, they gave you they gave me like a lot of free vouchers. I have like two hundred, three hundred dollars worth of free vouchers. So I lived off that for like ages. They gave me like merchandise, they gave me hats, socks, um, beanies, all that kind of stuff as well. Dude. So it wasn't any money, but yeah. It was good. It was it was, it was a funny time. Yeah, well, I mean, like, if, that's a big call as well. And so, like, and you just thought, after you said that, obviously, you were like, I can't get, I'm being called out now by the yeah. colonel. The funny thing was the guy that posted that page messaged me, like, a couple of weeks after saying, like, how much he hates me and stuff. And I'm like, bro, what? why do you hate me? Because he's like, bro, dude, this, he was like, this was my job to bring you back. And, like, you fucked it up for all of us. I'm like, bro. It came back. What are you? What are you mad about? What the? So I was just thinking. Some people take, some people take their shits too seriously, bro. So don't mess with people like KFC. They take their shit seriously. <laughs> yeah, crazy time. And and on, to be honest, I don't even like KFC that much. I'm I'm a I'm a Burger King guy. Burger King, McDonald's, my go-to. So it was quite quite the irony of getting all this free KFC stuff. I don't even eat it that much. Most of the stuff I gave away. Most of the vouchers. You've definitely got you've got some you've got a part of your portfolio already set up. So now that you've gone and done this for KFC, it might be time to pull back the um pull back the crunchy chicken and go over to um, Burger King and show them, hey, look, you're not gonna you're, you're gonna respectfully resign from working with KFC. <laughs> Hell yeah, bro! Anyone for Burger King? Shout out to Burger King. Anyone hearing this? Hit me up, man. <laughs> so have you ever done any other thing on social media that had that kind of influence as well i'm a i'm a self-renowned tiktok star i'm starting my tiktok career I, st- I still have to crack that market but mm-hmm. 
but I'm getting there. Give me, give me a few more months. I'll be TikTok famous. And as what's well. your, what's your brand? What are you going for? Like, what persona are you going for? Like, how are you branding yourself on TikTok? Oh, I'm just the... a social. I'm, I'm just a social influencer, content creator. You know, funny guy. Yeah. Uh, this, that's 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 my go-to market. I'm trying to crack the um, TikTok India market as well. So okay. It's big money there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Heaps of rupees. <laughs> um, yeah. So, is but are you are you like? Because I know with TikTok, a lot of people, it's still relatively early days for TikTok, right? So a lot of people oh, yeah. are like they're with all the dances and like common like pranks and everything. People like repeat a lot of them and add their own spin. Are you doing that? Or are you trying to set like a new standard, a new bar? I say stay tuned. I have some stuff lined up over the next few weeks. I mean, I've had some spare time for the next few days. So yeah, yeah. stay tuned. <laughs> Man, stay I'm tuned. excited. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, so um, so it's time for you to plug your TikTok then, Nosh. What's your TikTok account name? Nah, nah just follow name? me on Instagram. I'm sorry about Instagram right now. TikTok can blow up in his own time. <laughs> nah, it's fine. I don't need to plug anything, man. I don't need to plug anything like that. It's just, uh, hey, um, but Nadison Fitness, man, that guy, that guy works hard. So make yeah. sure you do his workouts, man. I've been doing them in my backyard as well. It's pretty, pretty fun. Pretty hard as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to get Pruvi on the show one time, man, and then um, get yeah, you guys man, to talk def- together. Definitely. Yeah, because um, Pruvi, yourself, and I had some pretty epic high school battles back in the days. Yeah. But from my understanding, in high school, you were coached by Brandon? Yeah, I mean, for a brief amount of time, he coached us in under-17s. Uh, Brandon, I don't even remember coaching us in under-17s. I don't even think you remember me from, from, from that time. But all I remember is showing up to training and these two guys rock up. Makes us rock up at 6 o'clock, but they rock up at like 6.30. So we're sitting there... Like in, in the freaking cold outside, the gym's not open or anything. He shows up and he's like, I'm like, yes, I'm ready to play some fucking basketball. Let's go. First four trainings, all we did was run and no basketball. And like if anyone ever wanted to say anything to Brandon, he would threaten cutting them from the team. So everyone was scared of him. No one, no one said anything to him. But nah, that stuff helped us a lot in terms of our fitness, man. Because like fitness is so important on the court. Being able to like run up and down the court. Just a second win, like when it kicks in in the fourth quarter, it's, it's very important. So, thank you for that, Brandon. But yeah, man, Brandon did some fucked up shit with us. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I just remember because the funny thing was, was the other guy's named Nigel, right? Yeah, dude used to be the quickest guy on the court, but he was be he was too quick for himself. Like he yeah. used to like <laughs> sprint completely down the court. Get past everyone. It comes to the layup. Fully bricks it because Brick he's going it. too quick. Yeah. He goes too way too quick. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Nigel was like the biggest energizer bunny. Eh? Like he was. Mm-hmm. He was the point guard. Even in like our year, my year thirteen, he was the point guard as well. But like, and then um, we. I remember seeing him run like in year nine in the hundred meter final, I think. And I looked at his cheeks, and I swear to God, I could see them <laughs> ripple. Like, you know, with those deep force, <laughs> like, you know, you put someone in like a plane, the cheeks start to ripple in. I thought that was happening when Nigel was running. I'm probably wrong. But yeah, like, it, was quick, man. he was nuts. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. When you're too quick, you don't have the touch around the basket. Mm-hmm. Mark, you got, you're going to talk about the games you and Anosh and Poovy and Dan played against each other, yeah? Yeah, so my question is... um. Because I don't remember playing against Nosh until he went to Opens in year 12. 
I think that was my first memory of wow. Marsh. We played you like what five times. I think you've beaten us once, and that was in year eleven. I was in the team in year eleven as well. I remember playing you in um, year twelve and thirteen, and uh, I know pretty sure we've beaten you every time. Mark, what do you reckon? I do. Re- I do not remember any of those games. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh I remember. I think Liam would say this was um, it might be year eleven or year ten when Javon was still on the team. Yeah, uh, year eleven. Yeah. Yeah, and then um. We were tired at with like 10 seconds to go. We got that we got a baseline inbound and, and the ball come to me. And they didn't even touch me. And the, the ref calls. Oh, I remember that. Remember I that? remember that and you banged the three-pointer into something like that, right? Yeah, something that, that, that won the game off that shot. I remember that because he put his hands up. It was like on it was on the wing. It was on like our end of the wing as well. And he put his hand up and he got called for a foul. Yeah. Funny thing is, because that happened to us again the next year. We we're playing Edgewater. And then Leaning put his hand up and the guy called a foul again and no mm. one had touched it. Luckily, that dude missed all his free throws. But. I, I think this is what made Leaning decide to go to Union early A. Just all the backwards. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, Why? Because he, he, he was a professional hacker. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of forgot. I, I completely forgot that he went to uni early. He would have he would have made our, prim, uh, our opens team a lot better, man, if he stayed around. It was always Leaning who guarded me, so I always have married respect for Leaning. And then year 13, it was Calvin. And I felt so disrespected that Calvin's guarding me. <laughs> Calvin's a good player. Oh, hell yeah. Calvin's a good player. Back now, he was a good player. But at that point, he was just way too young to be guarding me. So the whole game, I was like, you shouldn't deserve to be here, Calvin. Gonna bench Calvin. Whoa. Oh, man. <laughs> okay, so hold on. So when you see, let's talk about that for a sec. So you, so when, when you see whoever's matching up against you, you took it personally that they were putting Calvin, like as if they were trying to say that you're bad. You thought that that's what they were trying to say. Uh, for me, it was like, you've got to put someone or at least put two people on me. Adrian not Calvin guard me. Yeah, Adrian's plan well, every time we played you was just stop Mark. Like, there was no one else in your team that could do anything. Um, no offense to any of your teammates. But well, it sounds like that, it just... that plan worked five or six out of the yeah, <laughs> six exactly. you played. <laughs> Yeah. So um, so yeah. So like, I think there was one play against McLean's. I just spin on the post. I had a layup, and Adrian put Calvin off. So I walked to the McLean's bench and I told Calvin, "Sit your ass down. Don't come back on the court again. You don't deserve on the same court with me." You said that. <laughs> yeah. That, that, was, that was a young mark, man. Um, I actually wanted to ask a question. What What was the moment when um? When you guys were like, all right, we're gonna. This is it. We're jumping on Paladin. How did that first? Like, when when did you know that it was gonna happen? And how did that conversation start with you guys? Okay. Well, Mark. If Mark wanted to come play McLean's. I found this out actually after year thirteen. Oh, you would have fit I in. Around that time. You would have oh, fit yeah, in. Yeah, man. Definitely. Definitely. Oh, I've been the best player on that team just like that. <laughs> okay, come on, man. Chill out. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the that's not the McLean's mentality, dude. <laughs> yeah, right. So yeah, Brandon, it started there. So Mark was meant to come play with us. DJ was meant to come to play with us as well, but he decided to go with St. Kids. I don't even mind coming off the bench for that team, but like if Mark could play the two or three or the four anywhere or the one, any basically anywhere, Dan at the five, me coming off the bench, that would have been such a sick team. Yeah. So the option of playing with them was always there. And then with Murky as well, we're all friends. Like everyone with Murky friends, we, we get along well out of quarters, off the court as well. We go out together as well. We party together. So we were always, we were always like a close, close knit group. Like our chemistry was always there. 
But I guess all of us were individuals. We never really played as a team. We all depended on our individual skills to kind of win us games. So that kind of gets to the point where we started losing a lot of games. Yeah. And then DJ left and then Quinn had gone as well, which was two of the main aspects of our team. Mm. And then we just started losing heaps. And then I just, I was like, oh, why don't I just try to play with another team? It's nothing against those boys or nothing like that, but we'll probably play together one day in the future. But it was just, yeah. it just got to a point where I just wanted to try something different, play, play in a team that you can kind of run set plays or play with someone different. It was quite shocking to see Murky getting eliminated in the first round. So, you know, there's this, um, I was this when that's when Murky lost in the playoffs this year, just gone. I we had this conversation in um, in a group chat. You remember that the year when they won, they swept, right? Mm-hmm. You know that there's like a picture. Someone I can't remember who posted it, but someone posted posted a picture of a broom on on the. <laughs> <laughs> And then the next year, <laughs> um, <laughs> to be swept, <laughs> for Murky to be swept as well, found it very, I had to stop myself from um, from writing bump underneath the comments. Hey, man, it happened. It happened, all right? <laughs> yeah, it did. I mean, look, but man, that's, um, what do you... That was the Hennessy talking. Who, the Hennessy. <laughs> who was, um, so who, who was the leader in, in Murky? I would say because because we were all such individuals, we didn't have a set leader. I mean, when we when we were in huddles, everyone had chimed in their piece. But I think ultimately DJ would probably be the one that talks the most. I think he's always been a good leader. I mean, on and off the court as well. He, mm. he just he's a nice guy off the court. Everyone respects him. And on, yeah, I mean, probably the most handsome guy in the league. Not gonna lie. But at the end of the day, I think it was just we didn't play too much as a team compared to what we did the year before that which ultimately led us to not be successful that year. Well, it did work out the one year. I mean, you guys had probably one of the most talented teams, but that's the thing. That was on an individual level, not on the team level, you know? I like playing in a structured basketball setting, bro. That's, that's, that's where I feel as though I thrive the most because everyone in a team has a role, and I feel as though I'm a role player. So if I don't, if I don't know what my role is, I'm just going to be aimless on the court doing, trying to do everything, and that's not, not always going to work out with anything. Um, that's one of the first things we told Mark, like, well, I'm, I'm glad that we joined the team because we kind of want to play in a structured kind of manner. Mm. And that's also why, like, I ended up asking yourself, DJ and Pruri, to join the Paladins because, not, not just because we're friends, but seeing how you guys play, you guys are already unselfish players, and then you guys are willing to sacrifice to, for winning, and I think that's something, like, really um, attracted me to add you guys onto the team. Your Paladins always about sharing the basketball. Yeah, bro. So, yeah, so you say you wanted to play for a team that's more structured. So how was it playing for the Paladins for four, four, four games? Man, I can't even comment on that yet, but the last game we played together, that was the most fun I think we've had on the court. We were all, all cheered up. We were all passing the ball so well. I think one of the plays, I think I got the offensive rebound and then I saw Scott cut from the corner of my eye. I dished him the ball. And then I think he looked at... Um, you? Oh, yeah, I think it was you, actually, yeah. Gave you that nice pass, and, and I think that's kind of when I realized, oh, this is going to be a lot more fun now. We're starting to win games. We're starting to kind of get used to everyone on the court. Everyone's moving them. It's probably one of the fun moments of the game. Exactly. He hit Hugh with a beautiful pass. Hugh made that layup, and I was so proud of Scott, and I was so proud of this team because everyone's willing to learn, and everyone's willing to, like, sacrifice one beer shot to get, get a better shot, and I think 
that's something that is is that a key to winning a championship. Man. Exactly. Exactly. Hell yeah. yeah. Hey, Brandon, man, we're coming for you, bro. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure Sonas can't relate to this. You know. That no, we can't relate. We can't relate to this. <laughs> this is just Elam chucking the shot every time. We've got a uh, a plethora of high high achieving playmakers on the Sonics, um, who are unselfish as well. Why well, we know this? I don't want to make this a Sonics thing at the moment. We're talking about you guys, but come all you want. I just want I just want a good game against you guys. And we had a hell of a season last year, and now we and we get a whole another season this year. And if we end up in a three game series with you guys, it's gonna it's gonna be awesome. So I am yeah. Yeah, and, and I think um now not the now part of Paladins, you understand that Sonics and Paladins is a big rivalry. It's essentially Celtics and Lakers. Move over Celtics and Lakers. Yeah. Move right. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about stepping into that kind of rivalry, Anosh? That's all good, man. It's basketball, bro. At the end of the day. So and how does and, and how does it feel we're like so playing with someone like Dan for, for high school and now having him on the other side of that in like already a heat? Let me get something about Dan, Ryan. He's like I would I would call him like a silent assassin. He, he's all buddy buddy with you, and then he gets the ball and just scores on you like out of nowhere. He'll be nice to you on the court, catches the ball, tries to score on you. So I I realized that the first time playing Dan, we were all having like a nice conversation. I think we we're talking about something musical. Talking about like Drake or Frank Ocean or something like that. Next minute, he distracts me, gets the ball, does his little patented lift, left-handed hook shot, scores on me, and just gives me a little stare down. I'm like, damn, Dan, you're gonna do me like that, bro. Speaking of Dan, you know, um, if DJ and I ended up joining McLean's, the team would have been Daniel, DJ, Pruvi, Leaning, Nosh yourself, Haas, and me. So right now, and all Calvin. we're missing... And your and, best mate, Calvin. Uh, the guy who, who locked you down. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> sure. Sure. Um, but yeah, so right now, our team, we're only missing Daniel and Lene to fulfill that high school dream. So Nosh, what's your strategy to recruit Daniel and Lene to the Paladins? With Dan, it's quite simple. You just you start talking about something to do with mortgage brokerage and all that kind of stuff. He will come join us right in no time. Um... Lee Ning, I don't know, man. Me and Lee Ning used to be really tight back in the day, and something that brought us together was table tennis and Pokemon. So, you know, we can use that. We can use that as leverage. But, man, if you guys are listening, Lee, Dan, come join us, man. Let's let's fulfill the 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 destiny that was not fulfilled back in 2014 or 2013. No one likes, no one likes a beggar, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not begging, bro. <laughs> that sounded like a beg to me. I'll tell you what, look, there's, there's one really easy way how you can, you can get both Dan and leaning. And I'll tell you right now, if you want Dan and leaning on the same team as you guys to fulfill that destiny, you just got to join Sonics. That's it. You can't <laughs> beat them. You just join them. The real question is, why would we join at least a team? All I see is if I look, I can if I look to my left, I can see the ring from last year that you gave us. That's it. That's all I got to say. Those so beat us on the court, and then we can talk about it. Mark, you guys won the first year, right? Yeah, exactly. And I look to my right, I see the ring we won in the first year, 2017. You're only as good as your last Wait, season, pause, pause, Mark. Pause. Yo, Mark, we never got our ring, man. We won our ring, man. Murky never got anything, man. Murky was like the most hated team in the league. We haven't got our ring. The refs didn't like us. We split up. The truth is, if Jackson never posted that broom pick on the Facebook page, 
<laughs> 我有点开始说，反正有人。Yo Jackson, you if you're listening to this, guys, all your fault, bro. So if anything happens, blame Jackson. Like legit, because I asked you guys for months for the ring design, and I never got it. And every time I go to America, that's when I order the rings, right? And then you know, I never had it when I'm in America. So, so yeah, I think I'm Quinn or Gabe. This is my design. So next time I'm in America, which is not going to be a while, seeing how the situation is right now. Yeah, bro. Then I'll get you guys a ring. Funny Kaylee story, man. This is the funniest Kaylee story. It kind of made me scared of that guy. Like, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> But we were at tournament week at、uh, where were we? I think we were at Taupo that year. This was my year twelve year. So that's when Kaylee was year thirteen. We were all decided to stay in one room. We all had individual rooms, but we all decided to like get together and stay in one room to build like team chemistry and like camaraderie,、uh, camaraderie and stuff like that. Fair enough. Checks out. And Kaylee was Kaylee was trying to sleep, and everyone else was like didn't want to sleep. We just wanted to fucking be loud and do funny shit.、Um, and by the time the lights switched off, everyone was still like giggling, and we had that that laughing energy. You know, when someone's laughing, you just can't help but laugh. That's the kind of energy we had in that room. And I think it was Jeremy Gray. I think thought it'd be funny to switch the light on when everyone was asleep and like go back to bed, act like nothing happened. Kelly saw him do that, and he's like, "If you do it one more time, I'm gonna fuck you up." Okay, whatever, Kelly. You're not gonna do shit. Switches his back on, runs back to bed. Kelly's like, "One more chance, bro. You do it one more time, I'm gonna fuck you up." Someone does it again. I don't think it was Jeremy that did it this time around. Kelly grabs a broom, starts fucking whacking everyone, literally with a like the metal broom, whacking everyone, like whack, 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 and like. For some reason, he was not hitting everyone who was in the starting five. He was hitting like <laughs> on the bench. <laughs> so he was hitting the ninth best player, the tenth best player. And when it came to like myself or or, or Dan or Li Ming or Nico, who was in that team at that time as well, previous guy, he was missing us. <laughs> We were safe. Bro, he smashed that thing on Jeremy's leg so hard that the the metal broom had like bent like that. It became concave, like. <laughs> And he claims, like, till this day, he claims that he was sleepwalking. <laughs> <laughs> that that reminds me of that um scene in Step Brothers when they're sleepwalking. <laughs> exactly. And they cause all that havoc. So Kaylee Wynn just started smacking. That's so funny because in his mind he would have. If, if this story is, if this myth is true, right? This is obviously、It's、true. But ask your brother. Ask anyone on the team. This is hundred percent true. But if you think about it, what's going through his mind is, I'm going to hit this guy. I'm going to hit this guy. I'm going to hit this. Hold on a second. This guy is kind of. We need him. We can't just. We can't. That's why I don't think he was sleepwalking. I honestly don't think he was sleepwalking. He, he knew what he was doing. It's a little bit too convenient that the starters、exactly. were not getting. <laughs> and I always used to say, like, because I used to be the sixth man that year, so I used to play Kay- Kaylee's position, and I would say I'm like an honorary starter because that guy used to get in foul trouble, literally like two two seconds into the game, he would have three fouls. We、yeah, try to do some silly shit off the court. Try to do some silly shit, and he gets three fouls really quickly. And I'm like, oh, here we go, boys, time in the game. So I basically, I would say I started the whole year foul season because Kaylee used to get like a foul every thirty seconds. Thank you, Nash, for coming onto the show today. You were great. I miss you. I love your Lakers、oh, jersey you, you have on. You have on right now. Let's go, Lakers. Wrong, baby. The king. Um. So next episode we have um Nick Malau, 
and Ting Kit on the show. Any stories you have about Nick or Ting, Nosh? Just quick ones. Ting, I met when I was coaching Howard College. Um, he was mates with one of the Howard players. Didn't really know him too well, but that kid can shoot, man. Mm. He was shooting well back then. He probably can shoot well. He shoots really good now as well. And then Nick played him a few times, obviously, because he used to be in Pekarangi. He's one year older, but we played about two or three times every season. So known from that. I always, always, always joke to him about that. The way he moves, he, he's like a default NBA 2K player big, like the way he does all these movements in the court and stuff. That's what he always reminds me of, man. Like, but nah, he's a smart-minded basketball player, really good coach as well. I know he does a lot of coaching, so big up to him as well. Yeah, but anyways, this is a great episode. Thank you, Nosh. No worries, man. Thanks for having me. I'm going to miss you. Hey, man, follow me on Instagram at HeyNoshi, H-E-Y-N-O-S-H-Y. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why he came on the show, Brandon. This is why he came yeah, on the I show. I don't blame him, man. We know we've got a lot of content. We've got a lot of followers. So, I guess yeah. he's coming to take some of them. Yeah. Go get yeah. him. It's probably better for you guys because you know I can I can get you some more followers. Oh wow! Oh man, you scratch you scratch our back, we scratch yours, exactly, man. That's how this, this is how this game works. That's how it goes. <laughs> all right, all right, okay. Uh, I'm your host Mark, and my co-host is Brandon. This is the EBA Players Podcast. Talk to you guys next time. <laughs>